So you've come here for the truth. Well, we've got the truth and nothing but the truth. Here are your hosts, Robert A. Bianchi and David J. Bruno. Welcome to WMTR's Nothing But The Truth. I am your host, David Bruno. I'll be running solo today because my partner, my law partner and co-host Bob Bianchi is traveling on business. We are lucky to have Wayne Milano, somebody that I go way back with. Uh, me and Wayne, we first met freshman year in college. We both went to Seton Hall University. And I could remember the day of meeting uh, Wayne in Bowling Hall. And, and we had some good times in college. And it's been a minute. Um, thank God for social media because that's how we've stayed connected in the various different platforms. But I, I, I am so happy to have Wayne today as my guest, especially being solo, just reconnecting with the old friend from back in the day. Wayne is an award-winning sales professional and manager with more than 18 years of experience in sales, strategy, business development, and sales operations. Growing and optimizing startup companies to large enterprise firms like JPMC, Citi, Morgan Stanley, Johnson & Johnson, DMB, and EY, to name a few. Wayne, before we hear a little more from you, I love this quote. And you tell me more about why this quote means some, so much to you. But one of his favorite co- quotes and basically sums up who Wayne is, is, quote, I run on dirt paths as paved roads are not my style. Rocky roads with hard climbs, long trails in the dark woods or big open fields. Whatever it is I got, I especially do not want to be arriving at the same preset destination. Rather, I want to love the journey of getting to a place I can't be certain is there, but knowing the finish line is near. Wayne, welcome to Nothing But The Truth. Explain why that quote means so much to you and why it describes you as a person. Awesome. Hey, first of all, it's great to see you, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, uh, diving right into it. You know, a little bit of background, I think that's important. I'm an advocate for Spartan racing. You can find me in the woods, love it, you know, out there in nature, racing, you know, by myself with my friends. And it's a great way that summarizes who I am and the things that I'm passionate about. Because if you're always on that same preset path every single day, it's like the movie Groundhog Day. It's not my style, right? So for me, it's, I like new challenges each and every single day. I don't like status quo. Another thing about me is I'm gonna challenge that status quo within reason. But for me, my personal hobbies in life and what I do day to day, they're all interconnected. So the way I look at that quote is how I live my personal life, how I live my my professional life and all things that I do. That's amazing. I mean, you graduate from Seton Hall University and it's been a while. I mean, we're all doing our own here. We're, we have our own careers. Tell Tell my audience a little bit about what you do. The best way to summarize what I do is I'm in the business of helping other people make their dreams a reality through, through customer service. That's, that's the best way for me to summarize. To kind of give a little bit of glimpse into that journey, currently today, uh, I am leading a strategic business at a startup in the data security uh, world known as Amuta. The biggest thing that we do is we secure and lock down the most sensitive critical data, both on my personal level, like you and me, our data, if we're a member, say JP Morgan Chase or Morgan Stanley, but also at the corporate level of the organization. 
So our job is to ensure that the right data ends up in the right hands versus ending up in the wrong hands. And for me, it's all about creating these solutions and these assets. So it's been a privilege and an honor to help this company from literally Series B to where we are now, Series D, raising capital and really supporting our largest customers. So that's what I do to the day to day. Uh, leading up to this journey, you know, it's all about the mentors and the people you put in your life. Back to my little quote that you read, you don't really know where you're going to end up. So you got to love that journey that you're on. So a lot of the people that I met throughout my life, I thought I knew what I was going to do. I mean, I was all on track where I was going to be an FBI agent one day. That's what I wanted to do. But then I had an opportunity to meet other people that influenced me and impacted me. And I was really impressed with them. So, you know, throughout the career, I've tried many different things that I believe can make me better. So in summary, working with Amuta, we help create data security products and solutions. But one of the other things, if, if you checked out my profile, um, like I said to you earlier about helping people's dreams become a reality, I also help people with their own startups. So because of what I've had the privilege and opportunity with the mentors in my life, how do I give back? And sometimes the hardest thing is for young entrepreneurs is to really understand the fundamentals of what it means to get started. Look yourself in the mirror and say, do I got what it takes to go through the hell that I'm about to go through? And that's some of the things that I'm extremely passionate about, giving back to those through my experience and my network to help people with their dreams. Or sometimes, hate to say it, we, we bring a little bit of reality to them and it's like, okay, that dream short-lived. Wow. Amazing. I mean, talk about mentors and I could relate myself. I mean, recently I've reflected on my past and looked at some of the relationships that have changed the trajectory of my life one way or the other. Um, I wonder who are some of these mentors that really changed your mindset or the trajectory of where you were going? You know, it's, it's a great question because someone's always, you know, looking for that fancy name, like, oh, I've had you know, these mentors, household names, but sometimes it's people that go through failures in life mm. beyond my parents who were obviously clearly a great inspiration of things that I want to become and don't want to become. There were people in all walks of life, you know, actually through college, I was a personal trainer. It's what I did to pay myself through school. And it was one of my clients at that time that I was just very impressed about, you know, their path in their life. And so for the last 20 plus years, this one particular individual you know, Chris, a client of mine, you know, in, in the gym is someone that really helped me throughout my career. So I've had people that successful walks of life, starting businesses, you know, one particular sold his organization, the EY. And I've had people that have failed in life. And that is sometimes the lessons we take for granted. Well, people are like, Wayne, I tried this three, four, five times and I failed. But those lessons you learn from them so you don't end up on that same path. And, and the other aspect of it is the mentors I had in my life. I mean, you know, putting it bluntly, you got to be diverse in that. You can't get it from a bunch of guys. You got to diversify, you know, some of the hardships that women have went through in life. What lessons can we learn from them? So there's three people in my life. Uh, is, if it's appropriate to mention their names, happy to do it. Absolutely. But, you know, Chris Ferrara, uh, Chris Ferrara currently right now, general manager at an organization called the SDG Group. He actually sold one of his startups to EY, a woman by the name of Sherry Finkel Murphy. Same thing in the 80s, a sales rep living in a man's world, going through that diversity to become the number one sales rep globally in her firm at the time. And then most recently, um, a good friend of mine and a mentor, Marcel, one of the earlier folks at Monster.com, helped 
evolve that company to a household name and now helping others carry out their dreams. So having the opportunity in these three individuals, particularly learning the success and the failures of them is what's helped me today. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. I mean, I look back on my life and right now I'm saturated in positive content, which is like Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi and Russell Brunson and Ed Milet and things like that. But they don't have to be big names for you to be influenced. And I look back myself, I think of Ronnie Spanstra. I mean, I, w- I was a very young football player and Ronnie Spanstra was a dad that said, hey, Dave, come check out the wrestling room and get into the wrestling room. And that was a trajectory that changed my life forever. Uh, getting into the wrestling room and learning about hard work and discipline and work ethic and, and camaraderie and community and things like that. So it doesn't always have to be the big names. And I love what you said about diversity too. Wayne, I think it's one thing that we could learn from COVID is when, when the world stopped, we all went to our devices and our phones and our computers. And it really opened up the amount of resources that we have at our disposal to learn from all different walks of life, influencers, course, courses, social media accounts, etc. I wonder, how has COVID changed in that respect for you, gaining access to things maybe you didn't realize you had accessible to you online? I mean, this is, this is one of the most important things I try to tell people today when I give advice or guidance. And this could be all walks of life from ages. You know, some you got a young individual that's coming out of school or you have someone that, I mean, look at the world we're in right now. The landscape, the business landscape is changing. 50-year-olds have to reinvent themselves. And the biggest thing I say to them is not taking advantage of the opportunity with technology at your disposal, right? To connect to people. I mean, look, I'm in that space, right? Uh, I'm in the technology space. So yeah, I better I better consume the things that I promote on a daily basis. But I say to people, you know, it doesn't cost you much to go reach out to someone and say hello and introduce yourself with online technology. Think about it. No, no, uh, to, not to make a, a funny joke here, but think about when we were in college at Seat Hall. Hey, if you wanted to meet someone, let alone a girl, you needed to go out and meet somebody, right? Now you can do all this on a device. So the things that I encourage people, especially COVID, it is so easy to connect because what I've seen is people are people are desperate for that interaction with people again because for so long you were locked down. So, you know, the the encouragement I have is reach out to people, find people online with similar likes, be bold. I mean, one of the things I say is don't do the norm, challenge the status quo. I'll give you a funny story. Um, Jerry Etzel, I don't know if you know the name, you know, he, uh, you know, part of NetJets, his wife, Sarah started uh, Spandex, uh, original guy uh, with some some ties to the NBA. You know, Jerry, I wanted, he wrote a book about living with a Navy SEAL. And, you know, I'm sure he gets a lot of people pinging him all the time. When I read his book, I found a very particular line in his book. And it was the, the SEAL kept saying to him, time to do burpees, bitch. So when I reached out to him online, the subject letter was, let's do burpees, bitch. Because I wanted the opportunity to meet with him and have a chance to have a conversation. I needed something to capture his attention. So with technologies and tools, and yes, he did take the meeting with me. But it gives you an opportunity to be yourself, be creative, and to be quite honest, you know, it's here at your disposal. It's easy. So for me personally, it's changed my life. And I strongly encourage people, if you're not doing it, you're losing out big time and an opportunity to accelerate your personal passions in life. Paul, oh, without a doubt. I mean, the, the manner of communication opens up. And to your point, 
It's no longer about face-to-face, although I think sometimes we forget why that is so important. I was lucky to be in the Morris County Chamber earlier today uh, speaking to a group, and it was my first time back at the chamber after COVID, and it was refreshing to see faces. But um, to your point, those those DMs and, and the LinkedIn connections and things open up lines of communication that we we would not have otherwise. Um, but Wayne, great. Well, hold on. We're going to continue this conversation after the break. We're halfway through. Believe it or not, time flies, Wayne. Um, this is Nothing But The Truth, and we'll talk to you a little bit after the break. At the Bianchi Law Group, our team of former prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys specialize in criminal defense and domestic violence cases. When you need a law firm with courage, compassion, and the commitment to fight for you, call the Bianchi Law Group today. Welcome back to WMTR's Nothing But The Truth. I'm your host, Dave Bruno, with my buddy, Wayne Milano. You know, Wayne, Wayne, before we came back after the break, we were talking a little bit about your the secret sauce, the superpowers that you have. Um, you know, give my audience a little feel for the secret sauce. You know, we talk about the secret sauce of the superhero power. Look, all of us are unique in our own way. And I think the biggest problem, people have a hard time tapping into that. But if you can really understand what you do well and what you don't do well and really ride with it, it can make a world of a difference. So specifically to your question, one of the things that I've continued to gravitate towards throughout my career is that that feeling, that gut, that understanding of the people around you and, and your audience. And to me, the secret sauce for me is you can literally walk into a room. And for me, I can feel the dynamic, the vibration, the aura of the people around me. And I can quickly feel out who's full, who's serious, who's genuine, who's not. And you can feel it. And it became a thing of mine to study through the years because Again, when you find something that you're good at, keep building on. So for me throughout my career was how do I get to study, you know, both from human behavior, human language, all the different aspects. And that one very particular was how do I help know my audience before they even say a word? And then throughout dialogue and conversation, how do I build on that? So the little secret sauce of the superhuman power for me is knowing the audience in that room without them even saying anything because the vibrations and the energy they give off. And then how do I use that to engage with them? So that's been a little bit of a hidden secret weapon for me throughout my years. I think both positive and negative because it's helped me, you know, quickly get in or out of situations, especially with my customers. Oh, I love it. I mean, what are, what are you looking for? You walk into a room and you're really looking for nonverbal, right? This is before communication, before anyone opens their mouth. So what are you looking for as you as you look across the room and you're making your assessments? What are you looking for? Body language, contact, and that could be physical or eyesight, right? It's very, you know, body language, positioning, greeting. So before you even say anything, before you even say hello, how is, you know, is the body inviting? Do you feel energy in the room, right? What kind of, what kind of vibrations this person get off? So I'm looking for things like eye contact, body language, you know, um, welcoming, you know, you can see someone's crossing here, someone's looking the other way, basic little things. But you got to remember, and this is one thing I say to people all the time when I'm trying to help them and mentor them is you don't know the situation that person had before they walked into that room. Sure. They could have been walking in that room from a really situation. But if they're still a positive, good person, you'll find that you'll feel that and you could pull that in. So you got to be mindful that maybe right away they're giving off a negative energy or vibration. But over time, as the conversation starts, you can say, ah, there they really are. That's the good person I was looking for. Or it might just validate that, okay, you know, 
not the best person you're dealing with. Does that help? Yeah, no, absolutely. I love it. You're speaking my language. Uh, I could have a couple comments about energy and empathy as well, but let's just get up to the point where, okay, you've made your assessment. You're now approaching somebody and you're having a first conversation to meet somebody. What are you saying or what are you listening for when you have that first conversation? I mean, there's, there's two ways I can answer that, right? There's the, 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 the warm, right, conversation where you know the person that you're going to be meeting, say, from a business perspective, first time you're meeting someone, but you did your homework. So you did a little bit of homework on this individual. You use your ecosystem to kind of trivialize information. So when you walk in, you got what I call kind of that warm lead. So the, the conversation starter, or it's the opposite, where it's like you haven't met someone for the first time. You got to break that ice. There's a whole other topic we can get into that can help people on how to start conversations and break the ice. But for me, right out of the gate, you know, just that introduction, is it inviting? Is it welcoming? You know, just that brief hello, the smile on their face, right? The eyes, right? Or is it more like, ah, you're bothering me? So again, just trying to understand right away that kind of energy. And then if I do feel something, how do I pull at that to understand that hey, maybe we got to take a moment to slow down. Everything okay? You need a moment to reset. And I got to tell you, I would say there's numerous amount of times because you pick up on that and you say, hey, everything okay? You need a couple minutes to kind of decompose? By doing that sometimes, they're like, you know what? Hey, thanks for noticing. I I, I do need a couple minutes. Boom. You just kind of you know, you, you kind of just broke everything in the room in a positive way because you recognize something because so many people are so ready just to jump in because they got so much to say rather than observing and listening to the situation. So then you can invite or welcome that person and especially into your space. Make sense? Uh, absolutely makes sense. And this is something I'm trying to Im- improve in my own world. You know, when going into a meeting, I think, uh, before the lessons I've learned and really the submersion or the immersion that I've had in this, this type of realm, I, hey, I'm Dave Bruno. This is who I am. I'm former prosecutor. I'm on national television, this and that. I'm changing all that. It's not about me anymore. I want to learn. If they want to learn about me, they could ask their questions, but it's about my questions learning about others. What do you think about that mindset shift? 100%, right? And I and I totally believe right that back to what i said earlier we're in the business of customer service you know no matter what profession we're in we're in a level of customer service we're still servicing supporting or helping something or someone right so for me the quicker faster that i recognize now i needed trials and tribulations and failures to recognize this as a as a young what i like to say inexperienced professional i felt like i had so much to say but when i actually took a moment to stop talking and listen and show empathy and interest in them, it totally changes the dynamics. And that's how relationships and things are formed. Now, look, it's not perfect, right? You and I both know one out of 10, two out of 10 times, it's just not going to be a good fit, right? Um, But I would say more than 50% of the time by what you just said, changes the dynamics forever with that individual or the situation you're in. I loved what you said about energy too. I mean, you could walk into a room and know who's operating at that high level. I mean, just to, to your point, body language, really look at, look at the groups that people are in, who's leading conversation, who's interested and who's not, who's got the phone in the pocket or who's playing with it in, in, in other people's company. Right, Wayne? Are these some of the observations that you're making? 100%. Absolutely. And you know, here's the other thing too on the observation. 
The observation also that is very hard for people is when you look, think about in a group setting, someone might be suppressed because of ranking order or inexperience in the group, but that one individual might be the most dynamic, smartest, most unique. And it's also part of the job to recognize that and help bring that person out. So both in a personal and professional manner, you know, sometimes people are timid or people feel like pecking order or a chain of command that, hey, I got to stand back. But for me and for us, I think sometimes the biggest thing is to kind of identify that, help bring that out in people. A- absolutely. I mean, there's only so much you could do on nonverbal. And to your point, you may learn more about somebody that's a little more guarded once you start asking questions and get some information out of them. Great stuff. Discipline seems to be, we, we're, we're probably on the same page here. Um, I remember you as that personal trainer, the fit guy back in college. You know, talk about discipline and how that has served you over the years. I mean, it's, you, there's so many great lectures and motivational speakers and podcasts that talk about this. Habits, routines, daily rituals, and I buy into it 100%. Now, back to what I said earlier about the quote you read, there's a flavor of, well, Wayne, does that kind of counter what you said? You got to be fluid. You got to be willing to adapt and preset destinations. But there are specific things that you can do each and every day to prepare you for, say, those unforeseen things that we're about to embark on. But there are things that you can do as an individual to get right. And I got to tell you, there are certain things that I do that I don't think I've changed nor ignored, even on vacation or I'm in a hotel or I'm traveling. My wife sometimes gets mad at me saying, why do you have to do these things? We're on vacation. That's how I get myself right. Because if I get myself right, I can be right for others. So for example, just basic things I'll start off with, right? First thing I do, right? Well, let me start off by saying this. How many people do you know that say, oh, my body hurts. This hurts. Oh, I need a cup of coffee. I get it. I'm there too. But I don't need that cup of coffee right away. And that's because there's certain things you can do for yourself to get yourself ready just naturally, spiritually, motivationally, whatever you want to call it. And that starts with first thing I do when I wake up, right? Get a glass of water in your body, right? Because your body dehydrated through the night. Get that glass of water in your body. But immediately, the first thing I do, it's not picking up this phone. That's not the first thing. That's a no-no. Getting your body ready. Stretching, right? Massaging your body. Getting this body ready for the day ahead of you. And I've been doing that for 15 plus years. And I I truly believe in everything I do from work to, to my personal life and all the Spartan racing, if I wasn't doing that, my physical body wouldn't have been ready. So how do you get your body ready, right? So now you're in that. You're stretching, set a set amount of time. If you want to meditate during that time and be by yourself and breathe, do it. But block out time. This ain't five minutes. This could be 10, 15 minutes. Get yourself right. Coming out of that, read something. I don't care whatever it may be. If it's a quote, if it's the Bible, if it's a motivational book, don't pick up the electronic and do it. Physically do something, right? In a book or whatever it may be. Try to, you know, I try to stay away from that electronic device unless I know you're on TV and I want to put it on first thing in the morning. That's a different story, Dave. Yeah. But I want to keep away from those devices because I know majority of the day, then I will be consumed in that. So within that first hour of my day, I'm not touching an electronic device. It's all about me, my body, getting myself right. So then whatever is ahead of me, my kids work or whatever it is, I'm ready physically and mentally ready to, to take it on. Oh, I love it. So again, speaking my language, I'm all for this. Control your mornings, morning habits and routines. Control your evenings, and you start winning the days. You start stacking wins after win after win. I'm all for it. 
Um, just we're running out of time, unfortunately. We got to have you back when I have my law partner back on. He would love the conversation, Wayne. Um, tell everybody where they could find you. Well, there's a couple of places you could find me. Um, you could find me on LinkedIn, right? So it's easy to find Wayne Milano on LinkedIn. So if you want to find me personally, you can do that. You can also check me out um, on Facebook right? and Instagram. Wayne Milano's on Facebook and Instagram. But I do want to give a shout out. You know, what I talked about earlier is how I help people and how I motivate people. Check us out at andrewjamesherco.com. One of the things that I've been helping uh, my business partner with is we actually have a men's hair grooming pomade and tattoo oil company. So you can find me at andrewjameshair.com. Check us out. But, you know, it's very easy to find me socially online. But um, hopefully uh, this will start that interaction with others that are interested in learning more. Yeah, without you're delivering value. And one of the accounts I follow for sure, what some of the quotes you put out there, I, I read one of them, which is really a staple to your profile. But, you know, there are quotes that you're putting out, Wayne, and, and I appreciate what you put out there and you motivate me as well. So thank you, uh, Wayne, for coming on the show. We're wrapping it up. Again, this is nothing but the truth on WMTR. You all know that we're on the we're on the radio on Saturdays, but more importantly, we film video and you could see all the video of all our guests, including Wayne and Jillian Michaels and Shannon Bream and all the great guests we've had up to this point and nothing but the truth podcast.com. Wayne, again, it's been a, a privilege and, and I hope that we could reconnect a little bit more after this. And it, I thank you again for coming on. Nothing but the truth. Privilege. Thank you, buddy. You got it. Take care, everyone. The Bianchi Law Group, a team of former prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys. But here's the thing. He put himself in a box when he said... Relied on by CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, Law and Crime, and news leaders across the country for our criminal defense expertise. In a search warrant, you have to have probable cause that a crime's been committed and there's evidence in a particular place. When you need a law firm with courage, compassion, and the commitment to fight for you, call the Bianchi Law Group today.